I had the privilege today of sitting and talking with Georgia about being diagnosed with diabetes, and she has a fun few little things that she wanted to tell you all. And then you'll hear a little bit from me about being a mom of a child with diabetes and some of the signs and symptoms that all your parents should be aware of. Don't forget, Restoration Ranch is aiming to help 10 families this holiday season. So just $100 will give a family a meal and gifts for everyone in the family this Christmas. You can go to our Restoration Ranch website, linked in the show notes, to donate. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. God promised us a better life and a better future for us and our families. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. I spent six years as a single mom, then married, became a stepmom, and we blended our families. Diving in headfirst from a chaotic single mom life to a chaotic mom and wife life, I struggled to keep my sanity. I looked to everything and everyone else to avoid the drowning feelings of failure and uncertainty. I finally realized there was a better way. Life was meant to be truly lived. God had a purpose for me and our family, and the way we were living was not it. God showed me what structure, organization, and a healthy mindset can do to bring joy back into my home and marriage. Through that, God showed me what biblical restoration in my life can look like. I am here to share that with you. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. So warm up that cold coffee, find a kid-free chair, and pop in those earbuds. It's time to dive in. Hi, Georgia. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for sitting with me and talking. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah? Somebody who doesn't know anything about diabetes, what would be the biggest thing that you think they should know? So say I came up to you and it's like, what's diabetes? It's where your pancreas doesn't work. Yeah, your pancreas doesn't work. So you have to give yourself insulin. What is it like having diabetes? Um, it sucks. It sucks? Yeah. Why does it suck? Because you have to get poked with noodles a lot. (laughs) Poked with noodles? (laughs) Yeah, poked with noodles. That would not be fun. Do you remember getting diagnosed? Um, a little bit. A little bit? What do you remember? Um, that I screamed every time I got, got a shot. Why? Because You have to give yourself a lot of shots, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the suckiest part about that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you get lots of bruises? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lots of bruises. Lots of bruises. What else? Um, what would happen to your tummy when we gave you too many shots in the same spot? It'll get lumpy. Yeah. And then the insulin doesn't work as good. Do you remember what life was like before you got diagnosed? 
had to pee a lot. You did have to pee a lot. That was when your body had started to get all the symptoms of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So you peed a lot, and you were super thirsty. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything else? No. Do you remember what things were like before you had diabetes? Um, could eat anything I want without worrying about it. Yeah. Um, what is it like having diabetes now? Um, now that you're a little more used to it. It's not so bad. Not so bad? I don't know what to say. That's okay. Is it hard? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? Not a lot? No. Good. Does having diabetes make you feel a little different than everybody else? I guess. But it's not bad, is it? No. no. Just makes you a little more special, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really hard for you in the beginning. And you said, Mommy, why am I so different than everybody else? And I said, because God has big plans for you. Yeah. Yeah. He does, huh? With the ranch, you had told me you wanted to do something special for diabetes. Yeah. What do you want to do? I want to do a camp for diabetes. A camp for diabetes? Have you thought about what you would do with that camp? Like, what would you want the camp to be like? What would be the goal of the camp? Everybody wouldn't feel weird. Everybody wouldn't feel weird? That's a really good goal. So if there's one thing you could tell everybody out there, what would it be? What would you like them to know? They're special. They're special? You say that like it's a question. Well, they're special. They are special. They are. Well, thanks for talking. Yeah. Yeah? Was it fun? Yeah. You were wanting to be on the podcast, huh? Yeah. You <laughs> already am on every... At the end on everyone. At the end on everyone, yeah. I love you. You are super special. Goodbye, everybody. Well, that was Georgia. It was really hard as a parent watching her get diagnosed. I didn't know anything about diabetes at the time. I had taken a childhood development class in college and had learned a little bit about type 1 diabetes, just like signs and symptoms type of thing. And it was incorporated in with some of the other training that we had had on other childhood sicknesses. So I really didn't know much about it. I just knew it existed. She had had these symptoms for a really long time and I didn't put two and two together. It was summer in California and we were planning our wedding. And so we were busy and just outside all the time and super active. So when she would drink a lot of water, I just chalked it up to being outside and active. And then when she would pee all the time, I chalked it up to drinking so much water. And then when her being so exhausted, it was just because we were so active. So there was an explanation for everything. And then she started peeing the bed and she hadn't peed the bed in years. She got potty trained at a very early age and peeing the bed just wasn't a thing anymore. So when that started happening, I started questioning what was going on. It just didn't seem right. Well, then we got married and went on our honeymoon and came back. And that Monday I took her to school. I started my first day at my new job and then I went and picked her up from school And she just was not herself. Something was wrong. And so I decided that, okay, it's time to take her to the doctor. Something's going on. And as I'm driving to the house, because I was going to just go home, drop some stuff off, and then go to her pediatrician, I started thinking back to my class that I had taken years and years ago. And I started putting all the pieces together. And I was like, well, shoot. 
I hope that's not what it is, but and that's the only thing that really makes sense with it when I put everything together. So I am like trying to keep my composure. Okay, let's wait and see what happens when we get to the doctor. And I didn't even drive home. I just went straight to the pediatrician. So we got into the pediatrician's office and... When I told them what was going on, the first thing they did was prick her finger and check her number. They didn't tell me what it was. They didn't tell me what was going on. They just said, you need to get her over to the emergency room, drive her over to Shock Hospital. Uh, he, at this point, I was like, whoa, that, that I'm, I'm right. It's diabetes. And so I called my husband, new husband. We'd just gotten back from our honeymoon and he was at work. I said, this is what's going on. I'm taking her to Chalk. I need you to meet me at the house. I drove to the house, gathered a few things, and met him there. And I'm just bawling, trying my best to keep it together. But I, inside, I just, I couldn't keep it together. And I'm bawling and packing some things. Then I try to get my composure again before I go out to where Georgia is, because I don't want her to see me like that. So I want to try to keep things as calm as possible, because this is going to be a very difficult time for her. So we get everything in the car and we drive to Chalk Hospital and I'm just panicking inside. So we get to Chalk and they check her blood sugar again and do a bunch of other tests and then we start the process. So she was 536, which is extremely high. We had a roommate once she got everything under control. They send you up to another level. We had a roommate that was lower than her that was completely mentally out of it when they had gotten into the hospital when I was talking to her mom. So the doctors were surprised that she was functioning the way she was and she was at school the entire day. She was extremely high and it could have been extremely dangerous if we had waited any longer. So I called my new boss and I told him I will not be at my second day of work tomorrow. I don't know what to expect, but I won't be there. This is what's going on. And thankfully he was very understanding. He has kids and he was just extremely supportive. We spent the week at Chalk Hospital learning everything possible. It took some time to get her blood sugar back down. They can't just drop it right away, especially when it's that high, because it can cause problems with the brain and lots of other issues. So we took a few days to get her blood sugar back down, and I just sat by her side the entire time. And then we had education and if you listen to the episodes with Cassandra, she talked a bit about the lack of education when she was diagnosed 20 years ago. Thankfully, education has improved quite a bit now. So we got a pretty big education on carbs and how to count carbs, what diabetes is, how to manage it. But it was pretty basic. And honestly, that week was such a whirlwind. Some of the stuff that I learned, I didn't even remember I learned. So when we got back home, I felt like I was just fumbling and scrambling to figure it out. And it felt really alone as parents. I was pretty much doing it all. My husband was working so much. He got the education, but he really didn't. And I felt completely alone. And thankfully, I had Cassandra and then another mom at our church. She had a son who was older, but he had been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was just really little. And so we went and had dinner with them and it just made us feel so much more support. Like I had some help, like I had somebody to go to when I had questions. If it hadn't been for the people in my life that had diabetes or knew somebody that had diabetes and had gone through what I went through, I don't know how I would have made it. So through leaning on God and the people in my life, 
That's the only way I made it through. And now, a few years later, she was six when she was diagnosed, and she's ten now, so we've had a few years of learning and working through it, but I'm still learning something new every day, and she's learning something new every day. She's working on trying to manage it a little bit more independently now. She has a pump and a Dexcom. The Dexcom is her continuous glucose monitor. It stays on her. It gets changed every 10 days, and it talks with her pump, so it is able to communicate and help to keep her number a little more stable which gives me a little more peace of mind with her trying to manage it on her own. So she's had a little bit more ups and downs since she's doing it a little more solo these days, but I'm keeping an eye on it and she's learning with those ups and downs what needs to be changed and adjusted. And we're learning what foods affect her differently and it's not easy, but once we got the pump, it gave me a lot more peace of mind. When we were just pricking and giving shots, I was on constant high alert. My mind was just always focused on Georgia and what's her number and how many carbs are in here and learning how to count carbs. That was a whole nother ball game is if you don't count carbs on a daily basis and you're just thrown into it and it could be a life or death situation if you count carbs incorrectly too much. It was a struggle emotionally and mentally draining And seeing my child go through such a life-altering diagnosis and knowing her life will never be the same. And then sitting in bed and her crying to me, saying, Mommy, why am I different than everybody else? Why did God do this to me? That is just heartbreaking. I cried a whole lot during that season. And I asked God, like, why... Is this happening to my child? Why do I have to watch my child go through something so hard and so horrible? It was so difficult. But I know God's got a plan. And I pray for her every day. And I'm believing that God will heal her. And this will be an amazing testimony someday. But until then, we're managing it. We're working through it. And it's not as difficult as it was in the beginning. We've met some amazing people because of it, and I know that what she has gone through is going to make her so much stronger in the future, and she already has a heart to want to help other people who have gone through this and other kids who are going through it, and I really believe that God is going to use this for the better, and this dream that she has to use the ranch to help kids who have been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes It's just so exciting, and it just makes me so happy to see her heart for other kids. So there's a few signs and symptoms that I want you parents to be aware of. I had heard about it years prior in a class and didn't think anything of it. And so if I had been a little more aware of it, we probably could have caught it a lot sooner. Frequent urination. Georgia was peeing all the time. Probably every half hour she was running into the bathroom. It was like an urgent all of a sudden, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And if she didn't run to the bathroom, she would pee her pants. And then she started peeing the bed. So frequent urination is a huge sign. And extreme thirst, like she would drink gallons of water and it's like she just couldn't get enough. Constantly, I'm thirsty. I need water. I need water. And it was a never ending thirst. Dry mouth. Dry mouth is another one. The way she described it was it felt like cotton in her mouth. So just imagine when you are extremely thirsty, there's no water around, 
and your mouth just starts to get that extra dry. That's what it was constantly. Fatigue and weakness, just really lethargic. She didn't want to move. It wasn't her normal six-year-old bubbly self. Extremely lethargic constantly. An increased appetite. She couldn't seem to get enough food either, so she was eating and drinking constantly. Unexplained weight loss. If you were to see pictures of her before this happened and then when she was diagnosed, I can't remember what her weight was. I would have to go back and look, but she was stick thin. I was looking back at wedding pictures. The wedding was right before she was diagnosed, so that was in the height of everything. And she was just like a little stick. There was no meat on her, but she was eating constantly. So there was no reason that she should be as thin as she was. Another symptom is slow healing cuts. And I never really noticed any of this, but it was something that they asked us when we were in the hospital. So it's possible, but I didn't really notice if they were slower healing or not. So that is something that you could be aware of. And if that is there along with some of the other signs and symptoms, it might be something you want to check out. So getting a diagnosis of type 1 diabetes is not super common. It's not uncommon by any means. So I don't want all you parents to be scared or thinking the moment somebody's extra thirsty that they have type 1 diabetes. Just be aware. So when all of those things start to accumulate, you can think maybe we should get them checked out. Because I just thought it was normal and attributed it to other things that were going on in our life at the moment. If I would have waited much longer, it could have been a much worse situation for her and I might have lost my child. But thankfully, God brought that class that I had back to my mind and I knew a little bit more of what was going on so I could get her to the doctor and take care of her the way she needed to be taken care of. So living with a child that has type 1 diabetes is not easy. Making her feel special and important and not like she's just different than everybody else in a bad way, has been really helpful. And also being around the horses. I remember when she was first diagnosed and we were finally out and about doing things. We went back to riding horses and seeing her up there on the horse was the first time since she had been diagnosed that I saw peace with her and I saw her big smile again. And it's like she just forgot everything that was going on. If you end up having a child diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, remember that take them back to the things that they love so that they can forget for a moment what's going on, what they've been going through, and just find some relief. Getting them that relief is what is going to help get them through the situation and on the other side. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked my show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.